they're coming out at 42 or whatever. Like they missed 20 through 22 of like being able to date and meet someone and experience and those super exciting years right. of relationships. I don't know that I felt a ton of that, mostly because I wouldn't have wanted to change anything because I wouldn't have had Penny. Any tiny little thing that had changed years prior would have derailed me being a father to Penny. And that makes it all worth it. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Welcome to Husband Law Podcast. We're officially recording? We are officially recording. Cool. She pushed the button. <laughs> and I'm here this time. Steve is here! We're so excited you're here, Steve. I keep right. meaning to go, go listen to the episodes that you guys have done without me, but... Well, a couple of them I we have just not. haven't released episodes that week. What, like Steve, you too week. busy for us? What? Come on, <laughs> you too good for us? What? Sorry. What? You are very busy. I am very busy. So yeah. am I. We're all very busy. So are you. <laughs> yeah, so but is everyone. I haven't watched. I haven't listened to the episodes that you and I recorded. Neither have I. I'm busier than I used to be, I think is Jessica's point. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. maybe what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> We're not comparing I was working, here. This I was, isn't like a comparison. I was working full time. Then I quit and was doing flight school full time. And now I'm working full time and doing flight school. Not full time, but like doing both. And it's busy. It's busy. It is busy. And being a dad. Being a dad. And it's the holidays. That hasn't changed, but... <laughs> being a dad, being a dad. hasn't changed? <laughs> not, not in 13 years. <laughs> Are you going Actually, to... it's changed a lot. Yes, it has. In, in it has year. changed a lot. <laughs> but yes, change. it has always been there and still is there. <laughs> Are you going to Tuba Christmas? Yes. I don't know when it is yet. And I really it's need this to... weekend. Okay, I need to look it up because I would be ticked if I missed it. I saw We it. already missed the Christmas tree lighting oh, at, the, at the plaza. Steve. But we haven't yet missed the one at the Capitol, I don't think. Get it together, man. But we're going to do sleigh rides. We're going to do tuba Christmas. For, we made a list the other day. For a second, Steve, I thought you just had a mustache. <laughs> the microphone was covering the rest of your face, and I only saw a mustache. And how do I look with just a mustache? <laughs> I think you could pull Like it off. a pilot. I was like going to say, you'll see it in a couple of years. Are you going to keep just the mustache? Of course. Probably. You have to. He has to. I look like such a dork. To be a pilot. Shaven. You don't look like a dork. I think I do. Says who? I feel like a dork. Like cute Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, baby Steve back I, when we were married. I, if baby Steve that you were married to. I also forgot <laughs> that like when I don't have my little goatee thing, my the skin on my chin is like yeah. not good. It's not good. I have this thing. I don't even know what it is, but I was like, great. It's going to have defined. that all exposed. I've never thought anything of it. Oh. Yeah, I've I've thought the whole time. Man, Stevie's got an ugly chin. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve's thinking Matt has nice pecs. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. JK, JK. All right, should I read this review? Yeah, we got, yeah, we're we got gonna a new review. Started off with one of our new reviews. Yeah, the only frustrating thing with the uh, Apple reviews or Apple podcast reviews is that it like cuts off the the title. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if mm -hmm. the title's too long so for the review, 
So it is. Let's guess the rest of the title here. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it says a shining example for the re dot 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 the recently recently divorced, divorced? the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> a shining example for the er, okay. Anyways, it's a five star review. So Sweet. here we go. This show has allowed my spouse and I to have harder talks than I think we would have if not for listening to you three. I am gay, married to a woman, as well for almost two decades. I came out a little over a year and a half ago to her. We, she, are taking time and not rushing into too many decisions. I feel like we should be further than we are. I know you've stayed married for several years after Steve came out. Was there ever any frustration or resentment through that time of we will call the in-between. I have this written down, so we don't have to answer this yet. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your rating and review. And the question. It means a lot to us. And one thing I want to address is the should that was in there. What was Not the should? Keeping my phone. I don't even remember it. That they should be farther along than they think oh. they are. And there is no shoulding. You are right where you need to be. You just keep trusting your gut and keep moving forward in a way that feels right for you and your relationship. And it is easy to get caught up on yeah, the things we haven't accomplished yet or the places that we aren't should have we been. were, but yeah, got to gotta give yourself credit for where you are and what has happened. Dang straight. Easier said than done. Yes. For sure. Yeah. So don't stop shooting on yourself, friend. It's the advice we gave you first and foremost. No and then we'll answer the rest. And then we'll answer the rest. And okay. Also, 20 years. Good job, man. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years of marriage. Yeah. It's a long time. It is a long time. Yep. In, um, in a mixed orientation marriage. That's a, that's a long time in any marriage, let alone a mixed orientation marriage. So. True. It's very Good true. Good job for making it work. Way to go, people. Also, if you have a question for us, leave it in a rating and review. It's a great way for us to see it. You can also DM us. You can send us an email and we will get those questions answered in a future episode. We love getting questions from you guys. It gives us an understanding of what you need to hear and where we can help and support you. So drop yeah. them there and you can show support and help to help us by leaving us rating and review in return. So goes all the ways. Thank you. Yeah. First, I have a question for Steve. Mm. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Steve. So nervous. Um, it has to do with allowance. Oh, okay. gosh. And <laughs> No, I'm not giving you one, Matt. Oh, dang it. I was hoping I would get the amount of allowance that, that you're giving your daughter. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Matt just found out that you're paying Penny an allowance. And $20 he's... a week. <laughs> Too much? Holy cow! That's eighty dollars in a month. But along with that, this was a con. This this started as a conversation of all these things that she wanted me to buy, and she was constantly asking me to buy her things. Can I stop no, no. you? Right, can I stop yeah. you right there for yeah. just one second? And my my input here because I've struggled, gone back and forth with: Do I give my kids an allowance? Do I not? Do I? And then I always fall back on my kids know that they have like if they wanted to make any amount of money they wanted, they could come work for me. Yeah, but that's unique to you and your situation. Right. Which is also open to... Steve's daughter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Truth. keep going. Sorry. And I, I had 
those thoughts too. Mm-hmm. And how long has it been since I've been doing this allowance thing? I don't even know. It's but been like three months. No, four? a lot longer than that. Longer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so Probably I just found out about it most last of week. the year. And most Penny, of 2022. Penny goes, do not talk to my dad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows she's got a good thing oh, going. Oh, she knows. Okay. Oh, she knows. But here's the thing. Yeah. Wait, really what it has done is it has taken away that conversation of every time we go to Target and Penny wants to buy everything in sight. And when she asked me, oh my gosh, daddy, can I, can I get this? And I'm like, sure. You, you don't need my permission. It. Yeah. And she's like, well, I meant like, can you get it for me? And I'm like, no, you have your own money. Yeah. Yep. You don't need to ask me. And that's what it was, is she was always asking me to buy her things and needing my permission to get something and whatever. And I just said, hey, let's do this. I'll give you 20 a week, as long as you like. There were some stipulations, stipulations. which to be honest, I have not done well at keeping up on. But <laughs> but now the answer is always yes, buy it. You have money. And okay. I also wanted to teach her, like this is- how to manage your money. Right. I wanted yeah. to teach her the value of like the trade-off. And yeah. it's shocking to me. I did not expect this, but almost always the answer is no, she's not gonna buy it. Yep. Something that she is interesting. And, she, and the conversation is like Because it's, it's her money. It's only twelve dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, sweet. You get got it. twelve dollars. Well, I don't want to spend my money on it. Penny, it's only twelve dollars. And she'll just like put it back on the shelf. It no, is, I think it's great. Good. And, and it, I think it's great too that she is very, she's tight with her money. Like she's, she's frugal. And I don't know. I think, I think back to myself at 13. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just impressed <laughs> with, yeah. with that, with her making those decisions of putting something back when she knows she has to spend. She would rather have the money in the bank than have the thing in her hand. And that's impressive yeah. to me. Yeah. So. And but, it, it does make her more cognizant of what she's buying because mm-hmm. like yesterday she did buy a couple of things online. Well, I asked her today when you were talking about yeah. the shoes and I wanted to know because that's something that's kind of a, a gray area. Like uh-huh. I'm going to pitch in for my if kids' she needs shoes. Them, but yeah. she doesn't she need, need she does not need shoes right, right. now. So yeah, I, I, that, that's that's the difference. Like she told me she needed a toothbrush. So fine, I got her a toothbrush. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to feed her. I'm still going to clothe yeah. her. I'm still going to like. I, I guess. So my question, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to pick on you for any, any Matt's reason. really curious. I'm just curious as what the thought process was into this because well, my, you know. yeah, my thought process is, well, you got to work for your money. Well, and initially I tied it into there were some expectations of things that she had to do in order to to get the 20. And to be honest, it was, it, I have not been great about that because it just- Yeah, has, you mentioned that. It just has led to like- Fights. Fights and tension. And I'm really trying right now to eliminate the number of things that cause contention between us. And I'm really trying to pick my battles. So- um, That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But it is still nice that it's there. And I think there's only been twice- where I have said, you don't get an allowance this week because of how this went today. She's like, yeah, but... And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You're asked to do something, you didn't do it, or you knew you needed to do this and you didn't, or whatever it is. Yeah. Just, I can't even think of what the examples were, but there was a time or two that I said, no, you lost your allowance. You don't get any this week. Now, does she still get the allowance when she's the weeks that she's not at your house? Yeah. And oh. I went back and forth on that too. Do I do it every other week based on the week that she's here? She and I was like, she was like getting some, like weaseling something by you. And I'm like, he no, has to be aware, Penny. It's just every weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now that we know that, then but, we can have our, okay, we're going to let Steve know if she doesn't do this, she doesn't get her <laughs> allowance this week. <laughs> 
I think it's great. Or maybe I need to let her know, hey, Matt's paying your allowance this week. <laughs> yeah. Matt and Jessica are. <laughs> yeah, no, you're your, no, that means you have to go into work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which she did but, work last week. Yeah, she did. She went into work for Matt. And I did try and decide, like, how much should I give her? And... Like it needed to be big enough that it was like an actual incentive for. So you look at the GDP. I think it's a good amount. <laughs> and I was also like, how much do I spend on her a month? Easily, eighty a month on things that are unnecessary. Yeah. So by giving slime, her that, purple slime, right. pink slime with magic and, stuff in there, and she does buy her own. <laughs> like since then, she buys yeah, she her buys own her, slime. Yep. And when we go to. You know, G. Willikers, her favorite toy store in Hyde Park. Like, she buys her own stuff. But another thing it's facilitated is it now allows me to actually, when I do buy her something, it's actually a nice thing. It's actually appreciated. It's actually yeah. a, like, okay. when She's I'll be seen like, the value of the money. Yeah. And it, it means something of like, you know, and it's just every once in a while, if I, yeah, if it's a special occasion or I'm just feeling super nice or whatever, like, to just say, hey, I'll, you know, I'll get this one for you. And it's, okay. Honestly, it's been a this, good thing. The allowance has been a good thing. This was a selfish question because I truly wanted to figure out like what mm. what is Steve's principle here? Like what is his concept of doing this? Yeah. And it says it, one because I was starting to feel a little guilty <laughs> because okay, maybe I'm not giving allowance to my kids, but your kids are old enough to have jobs that aren't you. And Penny will right. be in a year and she will be, yeah. And that that might change things. I don't yeah. know yet, but Right. But so, anyway, this, this was this was my revamped because I tried for a while of here's a chore list of here's a dollar amount you can earn for each of the following chores. Easy ones are a buck, little harder ones are two bucks or whatever. And here's work. here's twenty dollars worth of options you can do. And she'd be like, eh. yeah. And I'm like, really? You just you like you would rather not empty the dishwasher for, for the three five minutes to five get bucks. And that was a two dollar yeah. one. But Which like, is totally worth two dollars, <laughs> right? Like, but that's a good it didn't. Amount. It didn't motivate her. Hmm. It did not motivate her. So I don't. This this was my next idea of like maybe it just needs to. I don't know. Anyway. And I think it is like it, like what you're saying. You are probably spending that much anyways. So why Easily. not have her learn <laughs> how to manage her money? Of yeah. oh, is this really what I want? Is this really worth spending my money on? Yeah. yeah. And I it like goes that. into her account. Like she that. has her own mm-hmm. debit card. Yeah. <laughs> it's linked to her Target login. I know. She takes her card to the mall and with her. Her Lululemon like... login and her. <laughs> Matt was She's dying. got some pretty expensive taste. <laughs> the, it's true. Well, look at but all she's... of her parents. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> but she's 13, right? I, but... I, I was shocked. I was just shocked kids. today. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go back and forth here. But. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Go ahead. No, finish all your I'm statement. Saying is that I all of our kids have expensive taste. Right, they do. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I growing up as a kid, I had expensive You had expensive taste. taste too. I, I understand that. But it just threw me off because I get notifications of when Penny wants screen time. Screen time. Mm-hmm. And today oh, I got yeah. notified Penny would like more time on Lululemon. And I'm Nike. Not, and like, I'm like, <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's out there looking for deals because she yeah. knows it's Black Friday it and Cyber yep. Monday and stuff. So she just picked up on that. And so yesterday she bought that game and then she realized Converse she, was having a sale. $21 so she, Converse? That's amazing. Yeah. She, that's, I mean, that's, good, she, that's a good deal. She looked hard for shoes because she went between Nikes and Converse. She looked hard to find the and ones she, that she loved. And she had a good learning experience she did. with it. Yeah, because she kept asking us. Well, how do you how do you calculate forty percent off of this? And then it was like at the end of it, it was like she realized, oh, it's not talking about 
this product that it's 40% off. Mm. She found it's, out all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so it's all I, good learning. My, my favorite financial lesson she has learned was, it must have been a year ago, she went to buy, what was the game for her stit, for her Switch, anyway, she Switch, went to buy a game. Yeah. And for her Switch. She used her debit card and it got declined. Ah, because <laughs> oh. she didn't have enough money? That is good. And she, her jaw just hit the ground. She's like, where did all my money? What happened to the. But I had. <laughs> yeah, but. And I'm like, well, you had this much, and here's what you bought today this and this and this. And she's like, so I can't, I can't get it? <laughs> She just, and this was all the conversation, like the clerk standing there waiting for the answer on how are we going to proceed. It was just, it was hilarious. And so how did you proceed? Oh, this was like in person, not just online. Yeah, we were at the the GameStop or whatever the store was. Yeah. (laughs) So how did it proceed? We, I think we reached an arrangement where she bought it and she was going to pay me back when she had money or whatever. But the difference, you were going to pay the difference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but honestly, that's when it started with from then on, she was like real tight about things and she would put things back if it wasn't really something she wanted. And yeah. Yeah. So I I had a little bit of an experience a couple weeks ago when Hank called me because his starter went out on his car and he called me. He's like, you can always tell when your your child is really down or trying to play like they're down. <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference between those two. There is, there's a there's difference. There's a significant difference between those two. And he called me letting me know like his car was out of commission. And honestly, I, I'm not very sympathetic to it because I bought the car and I also pay for his car insurance every month. And so I'm listening to him like go on about how expensive this starter is going to be. It's 120 bucks, right? And I'm thinking that's really not that expensive. No, that's, <laughs> as that's far like as cars the, go, that's like the cheapest thing that could yeah. be wrong on your car. Yeah. But like three months ago, he put in like a new battery, which was like $200. Mm. So he's like spending $320 to upkeep it. Also having to spend money on changed his oil and oil change, right? And gas. Yeah. And, and so I didn't offer to help. And then all of a sudden, like, I have this immediate guilt of feeling like, should I help him? Like, no. Like, we know he has the money. Yeah. I know he has a good job. He's got a good job. He's He's working. He's got some money in the bank. He he can do this. Like, he's got plenty of money. Having a car is a privilege. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot of bills. No. Things he's paying for currently. He has got a a gas bill. Okay. That's it. That's it. Really. So it was a good learning experience. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard as a parent. It is. We know we have the money to pay for that, but also we are paying all these other things. It's like, okay, they need to learn how to take care of right. their own things. And yeah. it's the same thing like you're teaching Penny of this is your money, this is the value of it. Yep. Do you really want this? And so another Yeah, and so after he got it all fixed and was up and running again, I kindly reminded him, Hey dude, I just want to let you know, like I am paying for your car insurance which is over $400 a month like I don't want him to feel like I'm not contributing 400 a month oh dude yeah. car Why? insurance is nuts Teenager. for kids it's what? nuts yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's absurd Whoosh. <laughs> so it's need... crazy yeah wow so be prepared I'm not <laughs> 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 we got a couple of years, but yeah. Well, and also, comes up fast. You and I can decide how we're going to navigate this with Penny. Of what I'll we just let do. you do it. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Steve. <laughs> I'll let you pay for the insurance. 
<laughs> you buy the car, I'll pay for the insurance. <laughs> Shorty told me you're getting her a truck. We've always joked about that all these years because yeah. she loved that old truck that I had. Yeah. And I seriously wonder if... You reach out to him. In three years, I think is what the time frame was, the guy that I sold the truck to. Mm-hmm. He He's like... You know, I think I'm sure I've told this story, but yeah. Penny was sad that the truck was leaving, that we were getting rid of it. And this guy could tell he's a nice old guy. And and he's like, I'll tell you what, little lady, let me hang on to your dad's number. And in about <laughs> 10 years from now, I probably won't be able to drive anyway. <laughs> I'll give your dad a call and see if if he wants to buy this back for me or if you want to buy this back for me when you're 16. So funny. And he's That's like, great. by then, it'll be all restored, have a new paint job, and <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm really curious to see if he actually does. Yeah. I would love it. Check on insurance, though. <laughs> yeah. <boy. laughs> How much would insurance be on this truck? Well, uh, that blows my mind that it's that much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's dive into some questions for today. Okay. So we got one in our DMs, and I told this person, it's been a while, that we would answer it here on the podcast. So their question was, how did Steve develop his social network in Idaho? And they are talking about after coming out. Did he use dating apps, social media, activity clubs? And they're talking about like running groups. Mm. I don't know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mountain biking groups. And how long did it take? There's a whole bunch of questions here. And how did Jess and Matt help? Or did Jess and Matt help? Which I think is an interesting question. I, I don't want to help, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start first. When you moved back to Idaho, uh-huh. how did you re like gain a support system? You had some support because I was here and my parents were here. Right. And like you are still but active in church. Zero kind of, introduction to but, the gay community in Boise. Yeah. And I was still interested in church, just not the Mormon church. Someone suggested St. Michael's here in Boise that is a very gay-friendly church. So I went there, and I think it's Episcopalian. Don't quote me on that. But So I went there, and I met my friend Doug, who someone was like, yeah, when you go there, I'll text him, let him know you're coming. He'll like welcome you, you can sit with him or whatever, which is how it went, and he was great. And then I met some friends through him that I'm still like super close with today. I don't see Doug all that often, but it's funny tying back how many of my friendships were linked to just going to that church and meeting him and meeting his friend group. So that was a one thing. I honestly, I, only, I think I only went for like five weeks or something. It wasn't a fit for me and religion in general just isn't. But literally day one after you and I split here in Boise, mm-hmm. Jessica. Yeah. After that five month period, yeah. I I went to a, a an empowerment group is what it's called. It's like a gay coffee group. Uh-huh. It was it was basically the equivalent of like a young single adults <laughs> young single adults <laughs> activity is kind of what it felt like. In the Mormon church, yeah, because it, and the thing specifically was it was nineteen to thirty was the age. Oh, that's funny. Which is the same as a young single adults word. So that just made me laugh. Uh, I was super not into that. It it wasn't. But you met at a coffee shop. Yeah, we met at, we met at Flying M Coffee Shop. Okay, there were like a dozen guys, and we just had coffee and have chatted activities and, and stuff. Yeah, that was the only one I went to because it like really... bingo. Like what? What do you? What, like what, bingo. What, yeah, what well, activities? Like, <laughs> well, they do like clearly coffee days where you just all meet and have coffee and sit and chat. And I think they did like hikes or 
I don't know what else. I only went to the one and it was the coffee shop. How did you I, find that? Did somebody online. tell you about no, I found okay, it just online. online. I Googled it. Just, I don't know what I Googled, but. It came up. Social, gay social group or whatever. I don't know. But, but yeah, I found it online. I looked into, I can't even think of the name of it now, but there's like an LGBTQIA, some sort of community center. Okay. I can't think of the name of it. I was too old to like really connect with. It was very much so like. So old. <laughs> It was it was a lot of very young, young people. But uh, what else? I think. <laughs> oh, so going back to the church, you met yeah. like a group of guys at the church, uh-huh. and didn't you bring them up to? Oh yeah, my house oh, that yeah. I was living in. At Jessica the time? did help. She made us all dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I helped, but I think you might have been helping me because I wanted. I was at home with Penny. And I'd get lonely sometimes. I mean, you had nights like that too, but right. you brought all your friends like, up to have dessert you're with like, me. You're like, I'm making cookies. Bring all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've had lasting friendships with some of those people too. Like right. one of them has been pen- like was Penny's swim coach for years. Uh-huh. And which is so and great. And Michael Dale the other day was just commenting on that very thing. Yeah. That was like one of the first times I hung out with him. And he, yeah. he and I are still friends. Like he, you know. He came flying with me last week, and that's when it came up in conversation. But, uh, but yeah, and it was also very much a show of support from you. Of yeah. Steve, I'm stoked that you're meeting gay friends. I want to meet them too. Like, mm-hmm. bring them around. Like, it made it clear that I don't need to separate those two, like worlds colliding. Right. I, I wasn't really ready <laughs> to combine them, but you were. <laughs> and honestly, it was. I wasn't super comfortable having them all over for dessert at your house. It, it wasn't natural. At that no, point. it was for me. It was great on every other level. It was super. Yeah. Just a lot of pit sweat. Cohesive. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I was. Sweaty hands. You know, I was not good at mixing all those worlds. And that was one example. But how long do you feel like one of their questions was, how long did it take? How long do you feel like it took you to start feeling like you had friends in the support system here in Boise? And I'm talking like, where you started post you and I being completely done mm-hmm. and you were just totally embracing being gay. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know that I can put a time frame on. I don't think it was very long before. It didn't I, seem like it. No. I'm, I, like I said, that church group happened pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And that was like my core friend group for, I don't know, several years there. They were like my my go-to group. I'm still friends with a lot of them, but a bunch of them moved and we're just not... Mm-hmm. It's not like the same group, but people um, grow up. Yeah. Life's changed. People change. People, you know, not every friendship's gonna last forever and that's yeah. fine. But uh I don't know, I I would think three to six months. Probably that I had people that I considered friends and could reach out to and go make plans with. And I met a lot of people on dating apps. That was one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Um Grinder in particular, I know a lot of is like the most commonly used one. A lot of people think it's just a hookup app, but there are tons of people that I'm super close friends with that I met on Grinder. Maybe we hooked up, maybe we didn't. Yeah. But that's that's another thing too is there are lots of people I'm friends with that it started as a hookup. Like mm-hmm. it's interesting in the gay world that at least my experience has been that sometimes you need to get the sexual attraction out of the way to really like get to know each other and see each other and for me that's that's been a thing like there's all this sexual tension between you and you're like trying to decide if you're interested in each other or not. Like it's like once that was kind of out of the way and no longer the main attraction, it was like we could actually get to know each other and see if we're actually hmm. okay. So we weren't compatible as Romantic know, romantically partners. or whatever. And, but Hey, we enjoy each other and we have some things in common and we have some 
hobbies and interests. Let's go do something, you know? And hmm. I know a lot of people are not comfortable mixing those two worlds. Like, yeah. if we ever had sex, we can't be friends. That's not a problem Things for me at all. I don't have any problem being friends with someone that I had any physical relationship with or romantic relationship with. But Were you thinking something, Matt? No. Well, I'm always thinking something. <laughs> you looked like you were deep in thought about something <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, is that surprising to you to hear? No. Hmm. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people who can't combine those two. And my thought on that is like, it's a small world. Boise is small. And it's way smaller when it becomes your gay world. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if you can't be friends with someone that you had any kind of other interaction with like you're ruling a lot of people out that really could be but close they could friends also for be, you and... yeah you are ruling a lot of people out but you also have females you also have other people oh yeah yeah besides yeah. men right that you could go be friends with right and that's <laughs> as i'm thinking yeah. about this this next question of how did i guess i was thinking this question was more geared towards yeah yeah meeting gay gay people and uh-huh. gay friends but and, it very, and I do have a be. lot of gay friends. I know yeah. a lot of a lot of guys, gay guys, who don't have a lot of gay friends. They mm-hmm. date guys, but that's not who they hang out with. That's not who they... Similar to like mine and Matt's relationship. Matt and I don't hang out with people of the opposite sex very often without the other person. Does that make sense? So like in their case, they're mm-hmm. not hanging out with gay guys... Someone that's a potential partner. Yeah, they need it to be separate. They need it. Either you're yeah. a friend candidate or you're a partner candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of keep them in two separate. And I don't know if that's the reason behind or if it. It's Maybe just so. Natural, yeah. like what they do. Right, or if they just click better with straight people. You know, figure out Who what knows? works for you. Yeah. In this question of how did Matt and Jess help, I think Matt came into the picture. I mean, I guess you came in right at that point. You and I, like, I was after you as soon as Steve and I ended things. But I don't think I was your main, like, I didn't support you. I supported you, but I wasn't facilitating you making friends. In the well, sometimes. You remember what's his name that you met at brunch at? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to introduce you to my ex-husband. And yeah, like, that's true. You're, or was it brunch or you were out dancing? Yeah. I don't know. But somehow you introduced us. You literally made arrangements and me and you and this guy that you were friends with went and had brunch together or something i was thinking i think i got a lot more friendships out of you introducing the gay community to me yeah than vice versa and steve was eventually like i it bothered me sometimes (laughs) i was just like ah i'm meeting all these guys and they like jessica more than me (laughs) or guys that like i date and it doesn't work out and i move on but they're still besties with my (laughs) ex-wife and there's one in particular yeah yeah well, there are a few that stayed good friends with me, yeah. but I know who Which you're Which is totally about. fine. But it is totally fine. was a little strange and every once in a while. I loved it, but I got some new friends, too. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with me? What? I was friends with Steve first. <laughs> <laughs> then you, Steve passed you my way. <laughs> oh, this guy's too straight for no, me. Maybe Jess will like him. <laughs> <laughs> you just leached on. That's what I do. I'm just like a leech. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So the next question, I almost want to see. I'm going to ask you if we can wait on it, but I'm going to ask you the question. It said, how did you and Jalen meet? Would Jalen come on and answer this with you? Yeah, he would. Okay. 
So let's let's avoid this one. Let's talk We've, to Jalen and then circle back. And if he's not comfortable, that's totally fine. But well, let's we were going to have him on that one time. Remember, yeah, yeah. it was like totally spur of the moment. And you're yeah. like, why don't you just stay and record with us? And he's like, well, now, like, what? You want, you want to, well, what would I? <laughs> and that's okay. It's a big deal to kind of sit down. <laughs> but I did ask mic. him afterwards. I was like, hey, would you actually come down and record with us if we wanted to? He's like, yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's hold out and see. Because I forgot that question was on here and I meant to ask you beforehand. But let's. Because I have some questions for him. He and I just hit a year, a year of living together, by the way. Yes, you did. That was going to be one of my questions. Um, Beach to it. You moved in just before Thanksgiving last Mm -hmm, year. mm -hmm. That's exciting. Very exciting. And we just renewed our lease for two more years. So exciting stuff. Guess we're we're planning on tripling it. Okay, next question goes back to the review that we read, and it is, was there ever any frustration or resentment through the in-between time? And the in-between time that this individual is talking about is the time when I knew Steve was gay and we decided to stay married and weren't sure how that would look for the foreseeable, like... Which is funny because it was life. the bulk of the time. The in-between time was yeah. the bulk of the time. Yeah. It's it's interesting because a lot of the women that I work with, there isn't a lot of the in-between time. And I think that they feel like it's like a hurry up and get out of that time. Mm-hmm. And then every time I think back to it, I'm like, I was there. I knew six months into our marriage you were gay. You didn't know. You couldn't admit that until right. two years in. But then we were married for another five years after that. So for six and a half of our seven years of marriage, yeah, you knew. And then for the next five year, yeah. while we figured out whether or not we were divorcing, staying together, whatever. Yeah. So, But honestly, the in-between time for me really felt like after you had the affair. Like, okay. That so let's call that time, our in-between time then. That is the time that it really, that there was... All of a sudden it was this not This is real. A sh- what are we going to do? Yeah. How do we navigate this? I agree with that. That's and that was time. two months. And we were separated. Mm-hmm. Although we then did date again after we got divorced. So that How long be... was it from affair to... Done dating? Done dating. Ooh, that was like a eight to and... ten months. Oh, it was? Oh, it was probably ten months. No, I think... What? I you gonna... had the affair <laughs> over Labor Day. I was going to say like 15. No. It was less than a year. Okay. Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And then, then we were dated. done by oh, and August. Then I, summer. We oh, yeah, Labor Day, and then I moved. Like July. Okay, yeah. You moved You're here. Right. You moved back at the end of March or beginning of April. I only yeah. remember because it was right after my birthday. Yeah, because yeah, I think April. I went mountain biking with you on like June 24th of that year. <laughs> you do not, liar. <laughs> He's just pulling a random date out of his butt. <laughs> Well, it was in the summertime. It was yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> and it was early summer. You, it was honestly probably pretty close to that. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm trying to think of how our, our ties, Matt. Part of a biking group through Ben. Is that what? Yeah, okay. and church. You guys met at church. Oh, yeah, we yeah. met at church. And then yeah. Ben invited I'd both of you biking. I just moved into the ward. Yeah, yes, you had just moved right. in. You lent me in. your pen in Ellerskorn. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot how we met for a minute, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And then I, I, I think I remember talking to you briefly during that meeting, and you were like going back to Oklahoma because you were in the hotel industry. Oh. 
Yeah, I think you had like a conference out there or something. Huh? <laughs> no, that that, that would have been like, that probably was like oh. March. Well, so that was okay. before I moved back here. That's Correct. just when I was back Got here it. visiting. Got it. Yeah. Jessica okay. then. Yep. You were visiting Penny at that point, Penny. not me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, you're right, Penny. Okay, but was there ever any frustration or resentment? Oh my gosh, resentment through that time? Hell I, yes. I there always was. think it's funny when someone asks. <laughs> there have been a few other questions that where they're like, "Did you guys ever struggle?" And I'm just like, "Yo, go listen to uh, the like dating so diary much. episodes." Listen yes, there to was the frustration. Yes, there was resentment. Which episodes are those? Again. Do you know? Yes, I don't know. Was. I'll try to link them. Okay. Keep going, Steve. Yeah. It just it was not a smooth easy pain-free like no it, it was it was hard <laughs> on both sides and it was confusing and yeah we were i guess so i guess the two questions were frustration and resentment though right like yeah lots of it absolute frustration on and not necessarily always frustration at each other there was a lot of frustration about the situation so if you I, were to define resentment in this form like how would you define the resentment? Like who is it directed at? Or is that what, what you're Exactly. What was the resentment? Like because there's there's I'm trying to think of who there's or multiple what I ways resented. of defining this the word resentment. Like I think resentment I think of like And it's situational. Like you blame someone for taking something from you, kinda mm-hmm. is that a is that a I know a lot of the women that I work with, their exes or their current spouses, they're in both situations go through a time where they are resentful of their wife. So they feel like the wife, they'll accuse the wife of keeping them hostage or forcing them to stay in the relationship or different things like that or suppressing their sexuality. But really, I I, don't think, I think that's misdirected uh resentment, but it's a natural thing for somebody to go through who's in your position. I don't remember feeling resentment towards you. You never expressed I, that to me. I f- think I felt some resentment towards definitely a lot of frustration around the situation. But as, as far as actual resentment goes, I think for a time there was resentment towards the church, towards my upbringing, mm-hmm. towards the fact that I just an upbringing that only allowed me to see one path and never presented me with an opportunity to actually explore. Is there another more natural path for me? to be on and that you wouldn't go to hell for that you yeah, like weren't yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think i resented being taught that something that is a very natural fit for me being taught that it was wrong mm-hmm. but that wasn't directed at you jessica yeah yeah and like resentment in this way like resentment you could always ask yourself did i wish something would have gone differently or i had done something differently i know because you, we could have personal resentment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Steve went through a lot of that of blaming himself and resenting himself for some actions that he took, wishing that he could have done it differently. Yeah, and wishing that I could have been stronger. Which I don't is know why I use air quotes for stronger. But well, just... that's totally that's the thing we convince <laughs> just... ourselves of. But I know why, Steve, <laughs> because we are convinced that if we were stronger, that we weren't strong enough to push through this when really this isn't strength pushing through. It wasn't, that was almost like the opposite, I would say, is it's not strength. It's giving in to what feels like it might be easiest. Looking back now, I realized I had to be freaking strong to embrace 
what I did at age 29 and say, I'm not on the right path. There's a different path out me out there for me, and I'm going to get on it, and I'm going to find a way to be happy on it. And that took some strength. Yeah. But resentment, Jessica, did you resent me? Because you definitely could have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you suddenly found yourself seven years into a marriage that was now ending due to no fault of your own. You were about to be single at whatever age you were. <laughs> How old were you? Know. 28. 26. With a with a two-year-old like i mean there were plenty of things that you were now having to deal with that were my fault you could have resented me and been totally justified in it did you there were moments that i was mad or angry Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was resentment per se because i knew none of it was intentional towards me like i knew Mm -hmm. so deeply that that it wasn't because you didn't love me it wasn't because you whatever but I, there were moments of anger, and I remember being pissed at you just a couple of times, like really angry, and letting it out on you. It was mostly through text, Skype. We Skyped at the time. I remember typing in Skype to you. Wow, <laughs> we old one night. Yeah. <laughs> so Skype yeah, of even course. around anymore? Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So there are there were definitely moments of that. You and I were really good at working through them and also holding space for the other person to feel those things. I think we both knew that we were going to feel things and it to not make it personal, to not, first That's of all, it's really not, hard to do. It is really hard to do. We tried not to place blame on the other person, first of all, which we did at times and that was okay. We also tried to not, when blame was placed, to not like really internalize it. We did. On some level, but also just understanding this is mostly misdirected. This is us processing a really hard, crappy situation Uh where nobody really wins. I mean, we did make the most of it, and I feel like we have come out winners. (laughs) But it's not like it was a win-win for either of us. Winners. (laughs) (laughs) Until we've gotten to this point. Like, now we can see how we both get to win because we both get to have a fulfilling, meaningful relationship. And we also got to show love and support for ourselves even when we weren't in those relationships. Like we got to be truly who we were meant to be. (laughs) I just... (laughs) Flick yourself in the face with your sweater (laughs) string. With my hoodie string. (laughs) Matt, you had mentioned how resentment might mean you you wish you could have gone back and changed something. I have heard from a lot of guys that they were robbed of the best years of their... I don't know about those words, but how do how do they how would I, that makes it? sense though? Like they're coming out at forty two or whatever. Like so they missed the they prime missed twenty time through twenty two of like being able to date and meet someone and experience and you know like those super exciting years right. of relationships. I don't know that I felt a ton of that, mostly because I just wouldn't I I wouldn't have wanted to change anything because it would have I wouldn't have had Penny. Like any tiny little thing that had changed years prior would have derailed me being a father to Penny. And that makes it all worth it. So, And yes, there are other options for becoming a parent as a gay individual, as a queer individual. But this worked out for you. Right. And I love our because situation. So I wouldn't want it to be different, you know? Yeah. And by saying that, like sometimes within our social media, like yeah. you're attacked of, oh, you just used her to get a baby. <laughs> sucker <laughs> which that's totally not true it's not true no. people like go off though in social media about 
and that's why I, I just, want you know, I looked coming. into how much it costs for surrogacy and adoption. And <laughs> no, I really didn't. I that was so not even on my radar. <laughs> no, no, but people think that that's a legit thing, and maybe there are a few cases where that's a thing. I doubt it because this is a very painful route to manipulate somebody into having a baby with you for seven years. Yeah, like, that's just not a thing. But people in comments on Instagram will say that's a thing. I'm like, okay, mm. you crazy. I can't think of a situation where I've I know never of that heard of happened. it. Right. Where someone stayed in it long enough to get a kid. their wife pregnant and then left her. Like I I don't know if Yeah, I've never heard of that. Happened. Doesn't mean it hasn't, but I don't know. Yeah. Either. Yeah. It's not like this is happening. <laughs> Our so, situation is happening. But like people being that manipulative, that's not a thing. And the so the other part of that question, the frustration. I felt frustration with myself and with the situation. I felt very frustrated that I had done what I was taught to do for 29 years and it didn't lead me where I was told it would lead me, which is a happy, would, mm -hmm. successful marriage where I want to be. It was it was not the right path for me. It wasn't natural. And I was very frustrated with that. Yeah. That was frustration I felt. I think it's and that I couldn't change it in myself, that I mm -hmm. couldn't. Like the number of times that I said to myself, why can't I just be happy with Jessica, why can't this relationship, this scenario be enough for me? This should be enough and it's not. Why? That should. was frustrating. I think it's interesting because I've processed this frustration and I think I still am. Like it's slowly been in little little moments for me over the last, how long have we been divorced? Penny's 13? 12 years, 11 years. 11 years of processing this with the church of my own feelings of frustration, of realizing this is what we we do teach on some level, that if you just do these things, that it's all going to be okay. And that's still very much a lot of the dialogue for the queer community within the church right. of, well, if you just keep doing these things, it's all going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. Marry a woman. Yeah. And also with that is like, we are not taking into consideration the partners that the queer individuals are taking like it's like we're negating their needs and wants as well and it's just not a healthy thing so, for anybody so the other the other group of individuals within our church that i think about is the single people mm -hmm. who never get married right right either like i have cousins that are in this situation and i don't know if they'll ever get married yeah but, but it's not the same it's not the same dialogue for them does that make sense no they have an opportunity to do those things. Now, granted, maybe they haven't found I, the right person or any of that. There's still an option for them. Okay. Whereas like the queer community, there isn't an option. All right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I get where you're coming from. Like there's lots of people in the church who aren't given the things that they're promised. Like just do this and this and this and it's all going to work out fine. Like it is that the point you're trying to make, Mac, make Matt is that someone might feel that same frustration with. Right. I've done what I was taught to do and I have not found. Right. And happy, I mean, I relationship. So I can so that I can see. I, yeah. went, I went through the th same thing with my with my marriage. You felt that oh, way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Going through divorce. Like I felt like I was doing all everything that mm -hmm. I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I shouldn't be in this. And yeah. That's and it was like, even something applicable. that was spoken from the podium today in our ward was, oh, the more right things you do, the more blessings you receive. And I'm like, this is such a hard thing to navigate, a hard thing for us to process with I mean, no matter what, because exactly what you're saying, Matt, like I did the things right. I checked the boxes 
and it didn't and work yet, out. I'm still got, here. Yeah. Like this doesn't that's not what we're really told how it should look. And yeah. I just air quoted should. We're doing lots of air Since quotes. Since we're today. air quoting yeah. today. Yeah, we are air quoting. <laughs> anyway, there's a but lot. At the, but, at, at the same time, like I can look at I can look at other aspects of my life personally, like right now. Like I feel there are many blessings that of course I that you've gotten from so. this. And I agree. I'm not Matt, saying that there you, aren't blessings. I'm curious, do you resent? Did you do you feel any resentment? Would you go back and change anything at this point? At what for what? I don't, I don't know. Just regarding either with your... Anne or just in general. Oh yeah. Like there's still things that are Yeah, I think that could be a full episode of other things. Like Matt's resentments. Yeah. <laughs> I we should explore that. Matt's resentments. Yeah, I mean because there's there's so many things that I wish I could have changed. I had some resentment for the way that it went. And it's mostly like we're the hardest on ourselves, right? And it's mm-hmm. mostly me. How could I have changed and listened or listened to to my gut mm. more of doing something differently? Where my gut was saying saying one thing and my body Your was mind saying another. Said another yeah. Or, mm. yeah. This is like the thing what that I coach about like this is the key to all of it is listening to and trusting your gut like on the deepest level right well and, and that's the hard thing right now is if this is the thing like what is the gut right mm-hmm. I have so. so many thoughts on that okay but anyway not led into a whole deep conversation there but that, like I was saying like this has been an ongoing process for me Steve that I think Steve you went through, you had to go through yeah. more quickly of processing your frustration and resentment towards like your I, upbringing I was, and towards the church yeah. and those types of things. And where I am like on this very slow. <laughs> I had a big catalyst to face it all at once. Yeah, you, you did. You didn't. No, but it's definitely something that I've been facing and dealing with for the last 11 years. And like I said, it's been like little things. This was actually a podcast episode I was thinking about of how my thoughts have changed about the church and things that I used to say because that's the the upbringing that I had that's the conditioning that I had and now I'm just like oh my gosh it makes me sick that I ever said those things or that I ever thought that way and just I hope I didn't do damage to other people or to even you Steve like I know we're in a good place and you're fine but mm-hmm. also like I've I've gone back I'm like ooh that was not that was not a healthy dialogue to carry so anyway. I, I've loved watching your <laughs> your progression progressive relationship with the church. I feel like I've stayed out of it mostly and I Yeah, you have. And I What are you talking about? You, we do a podcast every single week. <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah, but he, My he, point is I have, have I ever put pressure on you to no. leave the have church. I, you, ever I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just No, never. But, uh, but seriously, now, now never. I actually want to know the answer though. Have I ever No. Maybe I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Have I, I was just going to say, have I ever like made you feel like you had to justify your relationship with the church to me? And I can think of a few examples where I know I made you both a little uncomfortable with something I said. But that's different. Anyway, that's different. But I have made a concerted effort to I know support you, you in believing what you want to and in never putting pressure on you to change your views or beliefs. And yeah. but, but to see them change and evolve like of my own fruition. Yeah. Just every once in a while. 
you'll say or do something and like it blows my mind a little bit because I'm just like, wow, you know, Jessica 10 years ago, Jessica five years ago would not have seen something in this light or from that perspective. And I love it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about things. <laughs> well, one one of the things that I want to remind our listeners is that I think some of these questions that we were answering today, like, are comparative questions. Yeah. We're trying to compare this situation to that situation. And and you have to be very, very careful in comparing. Mm-hmm. And sh- you, sh- you really- We're not comparing. And you really, yeah. again, I'm going to use the word should. You probably <laughs> shouldn't compare situations- and where you are based on like a scoreboard, yeah, I, right? I hope no one listens to our podcast and thinks, oh, I should, we should be where they are. Right. I should. And that's what I'm getting at. And, and and so again, also like we need to remind ourselves like we're growing as individuals, hopefully. And like we can't compare ourselves 10 years ago to where we are now. Amen. Um, and so just. Just want to remind our listeners, just be careful with with comparative questions. Yeah. Move at the pace that's right for you. And do the things that feel right for you. Like Steve brought up how he did things, but that he also brought up that he knows this isn't the same path for everybody, that you need to figure out what feels right for you. And again, I will say over and over again, you need to figure out what feels right for you and trust your own gut. Like, trust it. And the more you act on it, the more it's going to speak up and the louder you're going to hear it and the more that you're going to know what things feel right for you and what doesn't and how to move forward. So please embrace those things. Um, And yeah, don't compare yourselves to us. You can seek advice. You can seek some guidance, but make sure that ultimately what you do feels right to you. Yeah, you know, and we can all learn from each other for sure. Dang straight. We we hear from people who are inspired by what they hear on our podcast, but I have to wonder how often someone hears our story and is discouraged by. Yep. That's not. I'm not. I'm never gonna get there. I'm never gonna get there. I didn't handle it that way. Didn't handle it as well, or I could never do that. Or you know, I I know times where I have listened to someone's what was supposed to be an inspirational message. And it has made me feel discouraged of, I don't, I don't have it in me. Like, yeah, that's, so yeah. I, I worry that someone might listen and feel that and we're not hearing from them in reviews or whatever. And they're not the ones reaching out saying, Hey, I love your podcast. So, I mean, I don't know. But. We hear from them with social media. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Comments. On. Well, it's like our very first ask um, in trying to look for a podcast producer, they turned us down. Yeah. Because they didn't believe that this story was what they believe. I forgot Steve, that. Steve, you're looking at me like in puzzlement. <laughs> like I hadn't heard that. I have, but I had forgotten that fact. Okay. Yeah. We need to wrap this up. Anything else, gentlemen? I guess not. <laughs> well, I mean, if <laughs> there's like kidding. a quick No, I don't little... have anything else. Okay. Awesome. This was fun. I like yeah. talking to you guys. Yeah, we should try to record more. yeah let's do that okay okay yeah we'll be back next week peeps at least two of us at least one of us maybe (laughs) four maybe four maybe four maybe Maybe four (laughs) stay tuned see you next week thanks for being here wait my friend before you go i have one more thing that you need to know As of right now, I have two spots open for my unicorn coaching group, one on Mondays, one on Wednesdays. 
And I don't open this up very often, but we've had a couple unicorns who have graduated the program, who have moved on, feel like they are in a solid place in their life, and are now giving you the opportunity to claim one of those spots and to join our herd. The Unicorn Coaching Herd is all about helping women who have had a partner come out. So if you are in the situation that I was in with Steve, where you have had a partner come out, I would love to have you join us. The support that you are going to receive, the clarity you are going to gain, the insights that you get from this group are so powerful. Now you can go to the website, it is in the show notes, and you can click there and get signed up and claim your spot. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about this group. First of all, it's month-to-month coaching. So you sign up for like an automated payment. It will charge you every month until you decide that you are done. There is no contract. There is no set time that you have to be a part of this. It is just month-to-month. Each week you get a, well, four weeks a month, you will get a call with the group. So we do a group coaching call where I share a little bit of insight that might be helpful to you, that will be helpful for you for where you are at and what you are going through. And then we open it up to each of you individually. You do not have to talk during these calls. We have some women that just come and remain anonymous. But if you are interested in chatting, then we can dive into the pain points you are having right now in that minute. And I will help guide you through those. The other unicorns will give you insights and share their experience as well. And you will feel seen. This is somewhere you can go and you don't have to explain all of the weird feelings that come along with having a partner come out. But instead, you get to just share your story and these women get it. They understand where you are coming from. Now, another perk of this group is that we have a private group that is off social media that you get to tap into when we don't have our calls. So throughout the week, you can post there and you can engage and interact with these women. This is a great opportunity if you have had a partner come out. It is really going to help and support you as you continue forward. It is going to help and support your family. It is going to help and support anybody that's an important part of your life. It is going to help because you are taking care of yourself and getting the support and clarity you need. Now, one more thing that you need to know is this group is for anybody who has had a partner come out, whether you are staying with your partner or you have decided to separate or get divorced. We have women who have been divorced for a year. We have women who are still living with their partner. We have people who are planning to stay in the relationship. We have people who have moved into separate bedrooms but are trying to make it that way. We have all sorts of different scenarios going on. So if you are interested, please know that this is your herd, that we are here for you and that we are here to support and love you along this path. Now, again, I have a spot on Monday and I have a spot on Wednesday open. So if you are wanting to claim one of those, do it right away. I am going to open this up to my email list and to Instagram in a couple days. But I want to give you, my podcast listeners, the first dibs on one of these spots. So if you would like to claim one of those, head to the show notes, click on the link and get your spot now. I hope to see you there. I hope that you will seek the healing and support that you need. Please join us. And I will see you next week.